0: Thank you for tuning into the Springs Church Podcast. Here, you'll find messages that are powerful, inspiring, but most importantly, straight from the Word of God. If you're located near Toccoa, Georgia or in Toccoa, Georgia, we'd love to see you on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Enjoy today's message and remember, we love you, Toccoa. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we take authority against any distraction right now. We pray for a spirit of conviction right now over us right now, Lord. We bind every witchcraft, every spell, every hindrances, every distraction right now in Jesus' name. We bind them right now. We take authority against the enemy right now over online audience. There will be no technical difficulties right now. We take authority, Lord. We take authority against everything right now in Jesus' name, Lord. Lord, I'm asking for your presence to fill this place. Lord, I know you want to speak to somebody today. Lord, I know you want to speak to somebody today, Lord. Lord, I'm asking you right now, take over, take over this place. Take over, take over this place right now. we speak through me, don't let me speak to the flesh. Speak through me, oh God. Just let me be a vessel, oh God. Let me just be a mailman to deliver this letter today, Father. Oh, the church needs it. We need you, God. We need you, God. In Jesus' name, we pray, Amen, Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated this morning. Thank you, guys. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you have your Bible this morning, let's turn it quickly to, to Luke. Luke 16, verse 19 to 31. Let's read this passage. Luke 19, Luke 16, verse 19 to 31. Let's read it together. It says, there was a there was once a rich man who wore expensive clothes and every day he ate the best food. But a poor beggar named Lazarus was brought to the gate of the rich man's house. He was happy just to eat the scrap that fell from the rich man's table. His body was covered with sores and dogs. And dogs kept coming up to lick him. The poor man died. And angels took him to the place of honor next to Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. He went to hell and and was suffering terribly. When he looked up, he saw Abraham fall off and Lazarus at his side. He said to Abraham, have pity on me send Lazarus to dip his fingers in water and touch my tongue. I'm suffering terribly in this fire. Abraham answered, my friend, remember, 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 remember that while you lived, you had everything good and Lazarus had everything bad. Now he's happy and you're in pain. And besides, there's a deep ditch between us and no one from either side can cross over. But the rich man said, Abraham, then please send Lazarus to my father's home. Let him warn my five brothers so they won't come to this horrible place. Abraham answered, your brothers can read what Moses and the prophet wrote. They have the Bible. They should pay attention to that. Then the rich man said, no, that's not enough. If only someone from the dead will go to them, they will listen and turn to God. So Abraham said, if they, don't, if they won't pay attention to Moses and the prophets, they won't listen even to someone who comes back from the dead. Thank you, guys. This morning, I had to take a detour from my series of the Holy Spirit. I want to talk about hell. God said, I need to speak about that. And when I check my... I got to check my spirit. I was looking at all the sermon that I preached this year. I have not touched that. But I said the year will not be over, so I don't talk about that. Because we're a well-balanced church. And we have to talk about the hard things. It doesn't matter to me if you decide you don't want to hear it. I don't care. You can leave. But we're going to preach about hell. We preach a a balanced message here. We preach heaven. We preach hell. We preach demon exists. We preach about God. We preach about Satan. Because we're well-balanced Because one day I have to stand before God and give an account of everything that I preach. And I had that check mark in my spirit because every year I preach about hell, this I've been praying about prayer and the Holy Spirit, and I missed that. And I got a tug. God said, you talk about that. And I believe there's somebody here today that needs to hear that. Father God, we pray about in Jesus' name, Lord. I pray this is a heavy message. It's not a happy message. And Lord, I'm asking you to give me the strength to preach it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hell exists. The reason I believe hell exists because the word of God says it. I believe everything this Bible says, from Genesis to Revelation. One of the things that Henry has done in these last days is is promote an idea that Jesus is so loving, that Jesus is so gracious, that, that hell is not something that we talk about because hell is offensive. And the American church has shunned away from that message because they don't want to offend anybody. But this book says hell exists. Right. This book says that there's, there's life after death. And that is the biggest lie that DM has promoted, and this lies is telling hell doesn't exist. And because we want to make people uncomfortable, we, we, took, we took those pages out of the Bible. And that is the big lie. Yes, Jesus is loving. Yes, he is gracious. But he does also talk about hell. Yes, he's compassionate. But he also talks about hell. Yes, he talks about heaven. But when you read in the scriptures, we see hell all the time. Jesus talks about it. In Matthew 18, verse 18, he said, Jesus said, this is Jesus' words. This is not my word. Don't be angry at me. This is what the Bible says. In Matthew 18, verse 8, Jesus said, if your hand or your foot cause you to stumble, cut it. That's extreme for me. That's extreme. He said, cut it off and throw it from you. It is better for you to enter life cripple or lame than have two hands and two feet and be cast into eternal fire. This is Jesus' word." Matthew 13, verse 42, Jesus said, this is Jesus, said. this is the red letters. He said, and he will throw them into the furnace of fire. In that place, there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is Jesus' word. I know we're in Christmas, and I know that, you see, Pastor, what does that have to do with Christmas that you understand why the message of hell is important? We love to quote John three sixteen yes, for God so loved the world that he gave his only, God, his only begotten son. But we always take the last part of it. He says, for that whoever believes should not perish. You don't perish in heaven. What is he talking about? He's talking about hell. That's why he came to save humanity. Yes, we love to quote that scripture, but we take the last part of it. Yes, he came to this world for us to have an eternal life, but also for us not to be perished. Perished from what? What does the word "perished" mean? Jesus talked about hell. Paul, the Paul, the guy who wrote twenty-seven books in this New Testament, talks about hell. And 2 Thessalonians verse eighteen, he says, he said, hell is a real place. What is hell? What is hell? Let me put the definition of hell. This is what hell, if we could put it in one word. Hell is the banishment from the presence of God. That's what hell is. It's you away from the presence of God. The Bible said in 2 Thessalonians, it said, verse 1, verse 9, it said, they will suffer punishment, eternal destruction, away from the presence of God, and that's what makes hell hell. You see, even even if you're not saved, you don't know Jesus, but there's a sense of comfort in this world we live in because He's there. Hell, there'll be no presence of God, and that's what makes hell the worst hell was not created for men the bible says in matthew 25 that in matthew 25 verse 41 that hell was created for angels and demons i know some of you in the 21st century don't believe there's demons there's there's satan i know you're so sophisticated but the bible says there's a there's a satan and there's demons oh am i shocking you The Bible talks about hell has dimension. The Bible said the Bible said the hell has dimension, and the Bible said that hell is enlarging itself because people are going there in, in the masses. Isaiah five verse fourteen said, "Therefore hell has enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure." I know hell is out of date. It's not popular. But hell is is not out of business. Hell is not out of business. Hell is going day after day, hours by hours, second by second. There's no limit. Hell is a place of punishment. It's a place that you suffer. It's a place of torment. The Bible says in Luke 16 verse 23, And in hell he lifted up his eyes and being in torment. The Bible says it's a place of fire. In Matthew 13, 42, it's a place of fire. In, in Revelation 21, verse 14, it's a place of death. And In Matthew 23, verse 33, it's a place of damnation. And In Luke 16, verse 19, hell has no exit. Hell has no place. You cannot go to hell and come back. Once you get in, there's no coming back. It's one-way ticket. The Bible said that hell is a place of worms. It talks about that. That they eat you alive. It's not my word, it's God's word. I know some of you mark this thing. You think this book is a joke. But let me tell you, every man is, is a liar and God's word is the truth. America, God's word is the truth. You can't deny it. And one day all of us, whether you like it or not, one day all of us will face death. A hundred years from now, all of us here, probably, probably the babies maybe, but all of us one day we'll face death. Rich or poor, white or black, whether you're from, Asian or American, all of us one day will face death. We all of us have that destiny, we will face death. And there's two places you can go. It's heaven or hell. The Bible said hell's, hell's duration. The Bible said that the Bible tells that both in heaven, but heaven and hell are everlasting. It doesn't end. Hell has degrees too, trust me. The Bible said it'll be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah. What does that tell us? That hell has a degree. There's a level of punishment. Trust me. Hitler. Those people who's killing people. Out of nowhere for no sense. There's a level of punishment. They will suffer. Because God is just. The Bible not only that. He tell us who's going to hell too. Revelation 21 verse 8. He said the cowards. Those who refuse to believe this Bible, those who refuse to believe in Jesus, they will go to hell. That's the, that's the, that's the truth. Those who kill the murderers, those who sin sexually, adulterers, fornicators, Those people, the Bible said their destination, those guys who's pumping porn in the TV and the internet, they will suffer consequences. Those people who's taking advantage of kids, those rapists, those murders, those child traffickers, they will face judgment one day. And those who practice witchcraft, let me tell you. And if you practice witchcraft today, it's time for you to repent. Because the Bible has your destination. Those who practice witchcraft, let me tell you what witchcraft is. If you practice an horoscope, if you practice tarot cards if you're sending spell over people if you're buying books at, at the five dot five below whatever they call that place and you're buying it you're sending spell over people and if you're a teenager i don't care because teenagers are using spell over the kids too and if you're using spell over kids the bible said you will suffer consequences I know it's popular because when you go to Barnes & Noble, they're selling witchcraft books all over the place. It's a popular thing to do. It's the in thing to do. And I know some of you see it on witch chart. They call it witch chart and you're doing your spell. You're manifesting whatever you're trying to manifesting. This is witchcraft. And the Bible says where it's going to lead you. Those who commit abortion. Abortion is a Sin who's killing kids, who's raping kids, all those, the Bible said, the end, he tells where the end's going to be. Balencia, whatever that name, that company, who's exploiting kids, one day you will face judgment. I know the world don't want to talk about it, but you can't exploit kids. You use them as a tool, you will face consequences. You better be ready. That will be a payday. There will be a payday. There will be a payday. There will be a payday for all those people who's killing those innocent people in Haiti and my own country. Those people, those Afghanistan, those terrorists who's killing those Christians. One day you will have face judgment. There will be a payday. Because we have a God that is just. That is just. There will be a payday. I know we don't want to hear about that message, but it's a reality. We have to speak about those things. The Bible said they will place, they will all place in the lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. What did this man discover that Lazarus got? What did he discover when he died? He discovered several things. He discovered that death was not the end of all because some, there's people believe after you die, you turn to a bird, you're flying, you become a, 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 just, just, just a, a figment of imagination, but this guy had a rude awakening because the moment he took his last breath, he found himself in a different place. This guy, this, last, this rich guy, he found, he found that death was not the end of all. He found Abraham was alive. He found that Les, Lazarus was alive, and he found himself alive. Everybody that died are alive somewhere this morning. Don't think they're in a, in, in, in a, in a cosmos state. They're sleeping somewhere because some people will be so sleeping. That's not in the Bible. You will face judgment. hell is real it doesn't matter what the world says it doesn't matter what your professor said it doesn't matter what your teacher said I know some of you have a very opinionated I don't believe hell doesn't exist guess what fire burns guess what I know you believe in the world the earth is flat but the earth is not flat the earth is round whether you believe or not heaven is real hell exists I know a lot of us are very opinionated. It doesn't matter what your opinion says. It matters what the word of God says. Because some of you say, no, I don't believe it's like that. No, I don't believe that. God is so good, he will not do that. That's opinion because the word says it. And opinion doesn't change what God says. Did I say that? Yeah, your opinion doesn't matter because some of you are very opinionated. You create your own own God and your own heaven. And that's the problem with the church of America. The American church Because we create our own God, our own golden calf God. We tell him what to do. We tell him how He's supposed to think. And we tell him, hey, we love that God that doesn't talk about hell. This is the God we like. He loves everybody. Everybody's going to go to heaven. That's your Bible. That's not God's word. The Bible said he discovered, not only discovered that. The Bible said he discovered, ooh, there's a law called sowing and reaping. You didn't know that? The Bible said, what you sow, you're going to reap. What did he find out? He denied Lazarus bread. He didn't give no food. Guess what? He was denied of water. He denied Lazarus comfort. Guess what? He was denied comfort. He, he denied Lazarus mercy. He was denied mercy. He denied Lazarus attention. He was denied attention. Then what, what does that tell us? Everything that you do, you will give an account to God. Yes. The adulterer will give an account to God. The warlock, the witches, who's manipulating people, who destroying people's life. Who's trying to? You will give an account to God. The rapists will give an account. There'll be a payday. Stealing people's retirement, FTX, scamming people of their retirement when you know you could not pay it. I'm talking about current stuff. Because there's a lot of scammers. Those Mussolini's, those Hitlers will pay. There's going to be who's who in hell. Because hell doesn't respect your color. How much money you make, you will face that. There will be no, because I know nowadays if you have money and you know so and so, you can escape judgment you know, if the judge knows you, or if you have a good lawyer, they say, if, you're, if you have a good lawyer say, if you get a good lawyer, maybe you can get out of that. There will be no plea bargain. There will be no insanity plea. There'll be no psychiatrist who tells you, "Oh, he's a product of his, he's a product of his environment." That's the reality of what it is. And not only that, we're talking about the world, but what about the church? Because what's been happening in the last 50 years is like the church, we is like it's like the pulpit in America has signed a blank church or a blank check of greasy grace. This is a, it's a blank check. It's a greasy grace, sign grace. You do whatever you want to do, you talk however you want to do, you leave however you want to do, and there's no consequences. The Bible says grace is not a blank check to leave however you want to. Maybe you need to check yourself because if you truly have experienced God, you cannot live the way you used to live. There has to be a change. Now the Bible says in Matthew 7 verse 21 this is what it says not everyone who says to me Lord Lord I will enter the kingdom but only the one who does what the will of my father who's in heaven it doesn't matter if you say come in raising your hand and say Jesus I love you or you give your tithes you serving but if you're not following God's word don't lie to yourself the Bible says he does that does his will. You have to do his will. You have to do his will, not your will. I know, let me tell you, I said that yesterday in the prayer. There's two types of people in this world. There's people who say, do as you will, do whatever you feel like it. And the other group is God, I submit myself to your will. Yes. There's no middle ground. Live like you are. This is a greasy grace. And it's, popu- it's popular. People loves it. Because you never go to church. You never hear a word of correction. Or you hear, you're good. I'm good. Everybody's good. And you still live. But what's the difference? I read, I read a statistic last week. I, te- I told Phalek. This is what's happening in America. The average church in America is in decline. They say a church of 50 people, it's a big church now. This is how bad it is. We're already in the 75% percentile already in this country. But you ask questions, they say, we're Christian. Just because you said, just because you, you know, just because you said, it doesn't mean it's, It's real. Not only that he discovered that, but he discovered that hell is, there's torment in there. I know people have music. that say, hell, there's going to be a big bend there. They're going to have a party. But that's far from that. There's no party going down there. There's no party going down there. The Bible says, Isaiah 66, verse 24, he gave a description of how hell is. He said, then they will go forth and look on the cups of men who has transgressed against me. For the worm, like there's a worm that has your name on it. He has your your ID, your social security number waiting, if you don't go, if you if you go there, they have a specific worm for you. He said, "For their worm will not die, and the fire will not be quenched, and there will be hell unto all mankind." Nine Eleven, when they when when they hit the 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 the, the top Twin Tower they said the degree of the heat in that place was over 2,000 degrees. They said that's why people start jumping out there because they would rather fail, get up at that place than to suffer that heat. Can you imagine eternity after eternity, days after days, hours after hours, and you're experiencing that. He discovered not only that, there was torment there, but he discovered that it was too late because there's no exit there. Hebrews 9 verse 27 says, and just as each person is destined to die once, after that, he come, that comes the judgment. And let me say that quickly because we have to confront that. There's no purgatory in the Bible. It's not in this book. It was something invented in the middle age to make money. Somebody say amen. amen. Oh, that's the hardest part. Because I know, I know some people right now, they'll say, oh, my my family died, oh, let's give some money. No, the Bible says after death is judgment. There's no way out. The moment of repentance is while you're alive. Somebody say amen. amen. Not only he discovered it was too late, but he discovered that he had memories. And I think for me, when I think about that, that's the hardest thing. The Bible says, He says, verse 25, Abraham said to him, son, remember, in your lifetime, you receive good things and likewise. People in hell will be tormented not only by fire, not only by those worms. I believe the biggest torment in hell is realize that they could have accepted Jesus. You will remember all the time that you heard the gospel and you rejected Jesus. You will remember the day on Sunday morning after Sundays you come into church and you're singing, but there were never a true repentance in your heart. You will remember when your parents would tell you, let's go to church You will remember when you're flipping those channels, you're watching TV, you saw Billy Graham making those those calling, and you deny the grace of God. You will remember the song that you sing. You will remember the time you felt God was pulling you to surrender your life, but you did not. You will remember those Sundays after Sundays that you had the chance to give your life, but you think Christianity wasn't cool enough. You thought that you were smarter than God. You thought you got it all together. You thought you got enough. You just, uh, this Christianity is for weak people. You will remember those days. America you will remember how God has blessed you with freedom that you didn't have to go hide to hear the gospel you you did not have the government trying to kill you nobody stopped you to go to church you had the freedom you had the freedom to go and buy as many Bible you could get you had the chance to go worship wherever you want but you refuse you refused. You rejected God. You will remember America. You will remember that God has blessed you. The gospel is available wherever you turn it. Wherever you turn, you can see it. Not only that, you know why I, I love Christmas and I hate Christmas at the same time. I'll tell you the next one because Christmas is a reminder. I know some people don't like Christmas. But I have my personal reason. I'll tell you why later. It's not because. It's it's bad, but it's a, but the reason Christmas will be, uh, you will remember on Christmas day, you see all the signs that, that God has given us his son. You will remember because God is using it to speak to the world. Yes. You will remember this. Yes. He discovered that, he's, that he wasted his life. Oh, he discovered with all the money that he had, that money wasn't everything. This guy could have buy a $5,000 bottle of wine from Italy. But now he realized that those things wasn't worth it. Those nice clothes, those, there's nothing wrong having nice clothes. But at the end, in the light of eternity, those things does not matter. The Bible said, for what does it profit a man to gain the whole world? Do you know what does that mean? He said, Matthew 8, 36 said, what, for what does it profit a man to gain the whole world? That's when if I take every Chase Bank, every Bank of America, every United Bank, I put, I put every money from the NASDAQ, SP500, the stock market, $8 trillion, $7 billion. I put it all together. It does not worth nothing compared to the souls of men. It does not matter. A boyfriend, it does not matter for you to give your life to that. A drug does not matter. That little fun does not matter for you to live your life like that. It does not matter because there's a real eternity out there. And there's no discrimination with health. Hell except everybody. That's right. That's right. He discovered that you must repent. He discovered that you have to change. Because repent means you have to change your lifestyle. That's what it means, repent. Let me say that again. I know that's an old-fashioned word. The 21st century, you don't even find that word. they tried to take it out of the Bible if they could. But you must repent. America, you must repent. You sitting here this morning, you have to repent. You have to change your lifestyle. You have to repent. You need to repent too. <laughs> Let me get back to my sermon. We repent or perish. He says, verse twenty-seven. He said, "I beg, then I beg you, Father Lazarus, send Lazarus to my family for our for our five brothers. Let him warn them. Let them warn them." The rich man asked Abraham to send somebody to the grave to tell his family. You know what that tell me? That tell me people in hell believe in reaching out to people. They believe in personal evangelism. Oh, did I say that? The American church, we're so caught up with ourselves. Feed me, Pastor. Take care of me, Pastor. Let me tell me how good I am, Pastor. No, come to church. The church needs to, to take care of my needs. This is what I want. If I don't like that worship, I'm not going to go there. If I don't like this. The ace is not right. The heat's not right. I don't like this thing. I don't like this. And while millions are dying, we're so obsessed with ourselves. We are so consuming about ourselves. Tell me, Pastor, the plan that God has for me. Tell me, tell me, tell me how wonderful I am. Tell me how to find my purpose. What's my purpose? Your purpose is, as a believer, this is the purpose of a Christian. This is the purpose. That's why we're not doing church for you. You didn't know that. We're not doing church. We're doing church for people who doesn't know God. And the people that doesn't know God, they're going to be different than us. They're going to look different than us. They're going to come to church. They're not going to have to same value. Please do not judge them quickly. Don't say you need to be like us when they don't even know Jesus. When they come here, they don't look like us. They smell different they do things that we don't like we don't appreciate that's not the same standard please do not push them away the church want people to be fixed when they don't even know God they don't even have the light. He says, Luke 19, verse 10, for the Son of Man came to seek. And that's your purpose. You didn't know that? It's everything that you own, every breath that you do, everything that you do is for that reason. It's to help to spread the gospel. Yeah. It's for the Son of Man to seek and to save the lost. That man in hell just trying to do what he can do to reach out to those people. What did he experience? What did this man experience? Several things he experienced. This man could see, he could hear, he could cry, he could speak, he cried out to Abraham because some of you think you don't have feelings. Yes, you will have all your feelings, all your faculties, you will have your eyes, you will have your voice, you will have your tongue because he desired for water, the Bible said. This man was burning for his family. He had a burning for his own blood. And this is where I want to bring this thing to you guys. Does it not bother you if you have family who are not saved? Let me stop and talk to you. Does it not bother you that your sibling are not saved? It doesn't, it doesn't bother you that your kids, your own kids, doesn't know Jesus? Does it not bother you that you know if they, go to, if they die today where they're going? Does it not bother you that your mom is not saved? Does it not do anything to you? You live life like everything is okay? Does it not bother you? American church, does it not bother you what we sing in this world? Does it not bother you to see those things that people are not getting saved? The church is drilling down. Does it not bother that hell is vomiting over your kids? Every trash we know. Does it not bother you? It doesn't do anything to you. That, that they're trying to pass law to make pedophilia legal and the church just sleeping like it's nothing going on does it not bother you does it not do anything to the church does it not bother you to see the promoting porn everywhere does it not bother you it doesn't bother that your own family is not safe you do have a burden for them? Seriously, let me ask you a question. If you had a pool at your house, and somebody came in that that day, you saw them, and they took half of that water out of the pool, and they come back, they bought a a tank of acid, crazy acid, and they filled that pool with a bunch of acid. And they took something, they they throw something in that that, that pool because the acid is so strong, it disseminate everything quickly. And it's your house, and then you have a party. You see a bunch of kids running towards that pool. What will you do? You saw your great kids, you saw your family, you saw your mom ready to jump on that pool with acid. What will you do? You will be screaming on top of your lung and say, don't jump in that pool of acid. You will do everything you could. You'll be screaming on top of your lung and say, do not jump into this thing. Because we lost the reality of eternity. That's why the church doesn't pray. You know the greatest, and he realized he can pray, but there were no answer. The greatest prayer meeting is not happening here on earth. The greatest prayer meeting is happening in hell. It's happening in hell because that man prays, I wish, I'm praying somebody could say something to my family. But there were no answers. It was too late. But there was too late. When's the last time you prayed for your family? When is the last time you prayed for somebody who doesn't know Jesus? Your own kids. Your own family. Because Henry held those people are praying for them, Say, Man, I wish somebody, but you still alive, you can't pray. Right. That's why prayer is so important. When's the last time you prayed for somebody to hear the gospel? Because you're so caught up with yourself, you're so selfish. It's all about you. You don't take time to pray for people, you don't take time to pray for that kid. You don't take time to pray for that. It's your kid, you know, for your grandkids, you know that route's going to lead to destruction. Have you thought about where your love's only going to spend eternity? Have you thought about that? What did he experience? And I think for him, what, another thing that he experienced, he emotionally felt like there was no hope. Because hope makes people live. Does give you hope. Is there something in our life that still, even though things go, they say, the more you lose hope, that's why most people take, care, they take they take they they take out their life because the more you lose hope, you feel like there's no need to live. But in that place, there's nowhere else. He couldn't even take his life because he's already dead. He's gonna start there, and there was no hope. He lost hope because because he knew that he will not get another chance. Because that's it. Hell has no second chance. There's not a second chance. Daniel 12, verse 22 says, And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake to everlasting content. Closing. In that situation, he, can, he, cannot blame. he could not blame God. Let me say this, let me put this. We have that thing. And this is where I'm going to lend the other thing. This man could not blame God because the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He could not, he could not, he could not blame God. The second thing, he could not blame the son because Jesus died for him. Because the Bible said he gave his son to die. There'll be no blame because you know you didn't accept him. There'll be no blaming. I'm going to read this. Bring it down, guys. I'm going to read this, this, this little passage here. Excuse me for my, for my English. I'm going to try to read this. I read, a, I read this book a couple of years ago. And I know with, with, with the world we're living, those opinionated people, you know, who always have opinion, Always questioning, is it true or not? I, I've not experienced hell myself. I've not experienced, hell, but I experienced something close to heaven three months ago. And and I believe God allowed people to experience things because I know what I experienced, and I know somebody can't tell me what I saw wasn't real because there's no way what I saw wasn't real. I'll tell you my story, and I'm going to read this part. I was praying in the morning. Four o'clock, I was praying for me to see the glory. I was praying, I was seeking God. And in an instant, while my eyes was closed, I saw a river. And I shared with a couple of people, I don't know if I share it here, and I saw a river. <clears throat> and I could not describe it. When I saw that river, it's like the river was alive. It's like it was the, the river was intelligence. When I saw the river, in my spirit, I know if I drink that water, I will never be terse. It's like I could drink as much I could drink it, and I will not be full. Not only that, the second thing I realized, I can't describe how I felt. I felt instantly there were no worry. I felt peace. I felt a peace that I can't describe it. Immediately in my mind, I said, I'm gone. I'm dying. I said, this is it. I'm going home. I'm not going to get to see my girls and my son and my wife. I cannot describe it. Immediately, like the, the flood of, of peace, of rest. I feel like I could give everything. It's like, and I said, oh, man, I'm, I'm dead. Then my wife's going to find me with a heart attack in the room. I said, God, please give me a chance. And that water was like, it was intelligent. It was like something, It's like the water could think. And I know that was real. Because I know, I can't describe it. The peace that I felt in my, in my heart, I can't, there's no word to describe it. Even I, I knew it was something, something out there. The reason I'm saying this, I'm saying this because sometimes God allow people to experience things. From our opinionated people. If you ask God, maybe he'll give you some experience too. This is Bill Reese. I really believe what he says is true. I'm gonna read this thing to you. He says he had experienced God showing hell. This is what he says. He said that the air was filled with smoke, and a filthy, deadly, decaying odor hung in the oxygen on the oxygen depleted atmosphere. It seems All the oxygen has been sucked by the high leaping flame in the distance. I could barely breathe. The lack of oxygen in the atmosphere left me gasping for every little bit of hair I could inhale. There was no humidity or moisture in the air. It was exhausting even to try to get one breath. It's one of the worst sensations I experienced. Was one of the worst experience I experienced was insatiable. I said I was thirsty and dryness in mouth. I could not explain it. I was so extremely thirsty. My mouth was so dry. It felt like I've been running through the desert for days, and there was no water. No humidity in the air. No water in, in the air. I desperate long for just one drop of water. Like the men in Luke 16, 23. just one drop of water. Who have been so precious to me. He said, it is difficult to conceive a world without water. It's, it, it, truly, it, truly, it will truly be most miserable. It was inconceivable for any of us to imagine such extreme dryness. Water has always been a very valuable and pleasure thing for my wife and me and so much more. We thought... We thought of all other hopelessness flooding my mind. I looked out at the desolate, barren, carving towards the flame. This is what he says: all the memories of what a wonderful life I'd enjoy was now a world apart, just a thing in the past. There was no work, no goal, no wisdom and no opportunity to speak to anyone or to solve any problem, any problem. No need to offer advice, help, comfort of any kind. Purpose was non-existent. All life was over and useless. I wanted to talk and and interact with somebody and to have an intelligent conversation with a human being. But that was impossible. All those memories were in my mind. However, to entertain such memories was was painful. How could I accept the reality I was now faced? It was filled with endless eternity of pain, loss... Loneliness and doom and the most miserable existence, it will be impossible. My brief moment of remembrance faded away and once again I was faced with my gruesome situation. My mental escape had lasted only a few seconds. I realized this aura will last for eternity. And I'm here to tell you that. And I'm here to tell you today. If it's the last message you heard me preach, do not take this book, do not take the Word of God as a joke. Hell is a reality. Hell has no discriminatory, everybody's welcome there to come. Hell is real, church. Because I know what I saw, and I know it was real. I can't explain it, I even try to put it in words. And when I read this guy's book, I said he saw something. And at the end of his book, he said, you don't have to believe me, just believe the scripture. That's why he said, I don't care, that's why he says because he wasn't trying to make money out of this. What I'm trying to say, America, what I'm trying to say, if you're watching online, give your life to Jesus and repent and forsake sin and don't play church because the saddest thing is, the hardest thing is, is people who've been in church who know God's word and they end up going to hell because they were playing church. Church was just religion. And I'm asking you today, listen to this man. I got issues too. I'm not trying to put you down, but I'm saying give your life to Jesus. Stop playing church. Repent. Give your life to Jesus. Young people, give your life to Jesus. You're not too young because you're young, you think you're invincible. The moment you can think, the moment you can make decisions, God will keep you accountable a baby does something else because they don't know but the moment you can make decisions you know right or wrong God will keep you accountable and the faith of your parent cannot save you because you have to make your own decision I'm asking you this morning if you don't know Jesus if your life is not right and if you're not living right also it's time to repent and give your life and surrender and surrender to Jesus How do you escape this? This is what he says. And what does it have to do with Christmas and his Christmas? For God so loved the world. Do you understand this? Because we read it so many times. And this is your escape. For God so loved the world that he gave his only be God inside. that whosoever believes and here it is don't have to go to that place you don't have to go to that place but you can experience everlasting life Romans 10 verse 9 this is so easy God, God make this thing so easy it's so easy. He said if you confess If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord And believe in your heart That God has raised him from the dead You will be saved Do you know how easy that is? Do you know how easy that is? Just to give your life to Jesus And give your heart to Jesus if you have walk away from him, it's time to come back home. If you have walk away. And today, don't walk out the store if you're not living right. Because tomorrow, you don't want tomorrow. There's no guarantee you'll see tomorrow. I had a friend from high school, from middle school. His name was Seaman. I saw him Friday. He was a good friend of mine. I saw him Friday, we talked. We said, hey, we'll see you Monday. And Monday, I went back to school. Simon didn't get back to school. And everybody said, where's Simon? At? He was young. He was 14. He, and, the, and the principal came to the class and said, Simon had an accident this week. He fell and he's, he died. And I never, I was a young kid. I don't know what death is. And that shocked What does that tell us? That tomorrow, we don't own tomorrow. We don't even know by 2 o'clock you will still be there because something could happen to you. But if something happened to you, make sure that you know Jesus. Make sure that you are saved. Make sure that your name is written in the book of life. Because hell is real. In America, hell is real. And one day, We'll have to give an account to everything that we've done. Just get up upon our feet this morning.